Welcome to Recently Logged, where this week... Which, uh, which for context, uh, we're, we're talking about Alien. We're talking and, about Alien. And it's really funny, cause, and I laugh at it every time I've watched Alien, because <laughs> in the climax of Alien, like everybody's dying. R- R- Ripley is there, and Jones the cat is not to be found. And for some reason, that's what she's focused on. So in the middle of this big climax for Alien, she goes, pss, 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 to find this cat. And I laugh at it every time. It's quite good. <laughs> but yes, um, hello there. Hi, my name is Robbie. And I'm Micah. And we talk about movies on our podcast called Recently Logged that you're listening to right now. Or whoa, right in your ears. Right in your ears. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> But speaking of something I don't like, and that is uncomfortable, <laughs> more more in a visceral sense, I am quite fond of it. Um, but it's it's called Alien. The ear huggers, apparently. Yeah, I was about to say if yeah. it's just headphones. I'm I'm sure there's a podcast out there that is like an alien discussion podcast called like Ear Huggers or something like that. Because of course there would be. Wow. <laughs> but yes, we're talking about Alien this week. Yes. And, um, I hope you enjoy our discussion on it. Wow. We do hope you enjoy what we're about to present. <laughs> what? <laughs> I do hope that they enjoy. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, let's, let's carry on the yeah. podcast, Robbie. What are you doing? <laughs> let's get into what you need to know about Alien. Alright, so Alien is what we're talking about, as, as you can imagine. Uh, it is a 1979 film. Yes. Rated R. It is an hour and 57 minutes. It's a little IMDb description is, The crew of a commercial spacecraft encounters a deadly life form after investigating an unknown transmission. It won one Oscar for uh, Best Visual Effects. Nice. And was nominated for Best Art uh, direction slash set direction. It really should have won. won. <laughs> what, 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 what beat it? What beat it? Hold on, that would be what? Like the the 1980s that Oscars? That would be the 80s Oscars, yeah. Uh, what won but like... best set direction <laughs> oh my 1980s Oscars? But yeah, no, I mean, it, sh- it should have won. Midnight Express. <laughs> Midnight Express? I don't even know what that is. Um, so. sounds, I mean, I've seen some sounds stuff Sounds kind of lame. I've seen some stuff from that movie, and it does look good, but like... <laughs> sounds kind of lame. Alien should have won. <laughs> its cast features Sigourney Weaver. Yes. Uh, Tom Skerritt. Uh, John Hurt. Nice. Uh, Veronica Cartwright. Yes. Um... If it'll load more. <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton. You only get a few Ian Holm. Uh, Yepet Koto. And uh, more people. There, That's that's most of the people. It's a very small cast. <laughs> yeah, I think that's everybody but like the non-human characters. Yeah, I was going to say, very small cast, relatively uh, speaking. Directed by Ridley, Ridley Scott. 
I almost said Ridley O'Bannon because it's directed by Dan O'Bannon and I'm getting ahead of myself. I mean, not direct, written by Dan O'Bannon. Oh my goodness. And I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> my, my, my eyes are darting all what over the place. What was that about Ridley O'Bannon? <laughs> it's directed by Ridley Scott, written by Dan O'Bannon and Ronald Shusett. Ooh, cool. Uh, <laughs> if I can get words out. But yes, it's and, Alien. And it's it's composed the music is composed by Jerry Goldsmith. Um quite a good composer, I think. And cinematographer is done by Derek Vamlint, which I found out has dir- <laughs> done cinematography for like nothing else. Four movies, one of them being a short film, the other two <laughs> having been stuff that either has got a bad average or it just like doesn't look very good like it's alien either he's cinematographer he shot alien shot alien and alien looks so good but he did like nothing else but anyway that's what you need to know you need to know about alien it's all you need to know all right well um let's move on and uh let the people know what we thought of alien micah yes So, Robbie, if you could put it into some kind of words on some, some kind of podcast wow. that some kind of people would listen to, wow. how would you summarize how you feel about Alien, the movie? I would say that I love it wow. <laughs> and that it was... Um, very concise. I <laughs> we don't need anything. He loves it. <laughs> I was going to say, very, very, very concise uh, opinion on Alien. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I can tell you why I love it, Mike. <laughs> well, keep it, keep it brief. Okay, okay. Um, I really love the way it's shot. Um, I love its atmosphere. I love the cast. Um, I, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a horror sci-fi classic for a reason. Um, I, I still find it very funny that it was like greenlit, like in the wake of Star Wars, and you got something this like <laughs> radically different. <laughs> than star wars um but yeah no it's um i mean it's an amazing film it's just, just picture all of all of the young kids being like but mom it's just like star just wars like star i promise wars, exactly <laughs> getting convincing their parents to take them to go see this but I yeah guarantee that happened. i mean i think it's just a masterwork of like it's craft in filmmaking especially in sci-fi filmmaking there's there's really not much else like it um even today so yeah yeah i it's a great film Nice. What did you What did you rate it, Remy? I gave it a five out of five. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Uh, I also absolutely love this yeah. film. Uh, I mean, who doesn't? I, it's Alien. <laughs> I had a really cool first screening experience. I can't screening speak today. experience. I can't yes. speak today. <laughs> a very cool first screening experience that like was a cool way to watch it for the first time, and then like it's it's just. It's just a fantastic movie. It's, it's such it's a great movie man. to be in. The the set direction and everything and set designers nothing but nothing but props to them because this set genu- <laughs> like genuinely looks amazing and just feels amazing to be oh, on yeah, on top of just some outstanding cinematography and lighting. Like this is Sound probably too, man. probably the best looking like sci-fi movie ever next to like Blade Runner. So <laughs> another Ridley Scott movie, of course. Um, but uh it's just the characters are really fun and it's obviously really influential to a genre i very much like oh yeah and the effects are fun and cool (laughs) it's not very scary in my opinion there are a couple times that's scary but it's still very engaging despite that 
Uh, cool. But yeah, I gave it a five out of five. Very nice. I he said not very scary, and I thought of the um, the one cut with like the loud um, like siren and the alien like reaching out towards the. Uh, I was like, it reminds me of um, Twin Peaks a little bit. <laughs> I was like, that's Twin, funny. Twin Peaks is scarier than Alien. Twin Peaks though. is a little scarier than Alien. I, hate I was to say, about it. To say <laughs> Alien for as much as I love it. And as much as I like some of the scares in it, I wouldn't call, like, the scariest movie. I don't know. I feel like um, I've just kind of watched it under, like, a weird, um, like, pretense the two the two times that I've seen it. Um, I feel like if I watched it, like, alone, like, just in a dark room, I have a feeling it would probably scare me a little more. <laughs> um, I've just been kind of chilled out the two times I've watched it, so. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like, especially from other people, like, other reviews and stuff that I've read, that's, uh-huh. a, very, that's a very normal reaction to watching to, it to alien yeah like uh, and i don't know I'm, i mean we could probably talk about some of why that is mm-hmm. but i know a lot of people like watch this and end up more or less kind of relaxing while watching it yeah. like it's not a very like Which it's one of those movies strange. it's it's still really good and most people agree that it's really good it's just like it gives a, an interesting vibe where you can feel like you're just kind of like yeah alien <laughs> it's just kind of i don't know it's it's a very strange movie and the fact that it's just kind of a smooth ride yeah from the beginning it very much feels a lot more like old monster movie type thing where it's not like being as viscerally scary as a lot of horror movies even despite like some of the filmmaking seeming like it should be more visceral right yeah no like there's a lot of there's a lot of handheld there's a lot of like tight shots which Um, always look really good yeah they're all great (laughs) um but yeah you're right no it's not as like viscerally terrifying as i as i would think it would be you know yeah i think a lot of that comes from the way the alien is shot on screen Mm -hmm. like just the way he's used and presented he's often a very distant force in the movie yeah even even when he's attacking people it's very distant feeling Mm. you never get much of an actual like physical imposing presence on top of you that's true there's only really a handful of times that he's like super close to someone um but i mean you know what are you gonna do yeah. no i just thought that that's just an interesting note but yeah. that was a, that was a good segue right oh yeah let's continue let's continue this would you have any questions now that we're we've perfectly segued into our main discussion um <laughs> evidently i don't um <laughs> what do you what do you think of the um the cinematography since since we brought it up, like, uh, how great it was. I mean, see, because I, I would say generally that I think the cinematography for this is practically perfect. I really do think it is. But at the same time, <laughs> I do, I am now just thinking about the fact that it's not very, like, like the alien itself is not very scary overall. And I, I mean, don't know if that's, like, I don't know if that's a slight on the movie, you know? I, I was about to say, I don't know if the alien has to be uh, scary necessarily. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's, like... <laughs> Because I think the movie really works, like, in spite of the fact that I I don't really really get, like, whoa, you know. But, yeah, like, (laughs) cinematography on the whole, like, every other shot looks absolutely gorgeous. Right. And a lot of the shots do a really good job of understanding, like, the framing that's needed for, like, cinematic Mm language-wise. Like, there's just a lot of stuff that you just don't see in, in, like, a lot of especially newer horror movies or even horror movies that I've seen, like, a lot of especially being that it's sci-fi horror yeah. you've got a lot tighter and like more i guess like solid shots but yet used in a very unique way with their framing to 
kind of make the space not only this kind of living area that feels very real and like gives you a good sense of geography oh yeah but also gives you this kind of claustrophobic thick dark can't really see what's going on kind of feeling now the atmosphere on the ship i think is uh which i think is like one of my favorite things about this movie is just the atmosphere yeah um it's a lot of it's just from the cinematography alone. Um, the way they shoot any of the more intense sequences is always like close up in the best way possible. Um, and they always block out the shots so well. I was about to say um, <laughs> like 90% of this, I would say are close ups, but when it's not close ups, it's like really, really well blocked shots. Exactly. Yeah. Of and everyone. like when everyone's walking around, they'll do like these big sweeping wide shots and like nice pans. And I, I love the like, um, when they're running around like the little push-ins towards stuff <laughs> it's it's just a like surprisingly kinetic movie yeah. um, without feeling really all that uncontrolled or chaotic you know even the handheld stuff down the hallways and, and everything yeah. like that it fits perfectly in the yeah, like, feels visual very, context it feels very intentional yeah um which i would say intentionality is something you get from this entire movie the oh, feeling yeah. of it because especially Absolutely. like the ship is just so cinematically designed <laughs> it's like right up there with like the, the parasite ship. house oh, yeah. for just being like a cinematic space to shoot in right now if um, i was if i was standing in the hallway of that ship i'd be like this looks like a movie <laughs> or like you know like the mother control room exactly like, that yeah. just looks like a like a movie again i I kept comparing this to um, 2001 while I was watching it. And I think um, in terms of, like, ship design, it's... Uh, not that it's, like, a similar-looking ship, but that, like, the cinematic nature yeah, of it. Yeah, I was is... about to say, it's right up there in design, yeah. as this was just... It just feels like it was brilliantly <laughs> designed to be shot. And it looks it looks phenomenal on a camera, man. The Whenever they do, like, the wide lenses in the hallways and everything, I'm like, ah... Oh looks beautiful <laughs> yeah the space of the ship just you 100 percent believe that it's a real space the entire time like you're just there in the ship um right and that's so cool like and, <laughs> and you don't even see all of the ship by a long shot you only see like a couple hallways of a couple of the floors really you see even right like the most like difference in the ship when they're actually looking for the tiny little alien mm -hmm. but even then like you you just feel like you know the ship yeah, it's crazy, man. I honestly, I think I'll stand by that. This is like one of the best shot sci-fi films I know of. Yeah, and um, I was about to say, it's like the only thing I can think of that's <laughs> lit as well as this, and set as well as this, and shot as well as this is Blade Runner, <laughs> which is kind of goofy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong necessarily. I was gonna say 2001, just because 2001 it's another, is another really, yeah, really, another really sci-fi really film, sci-fi movie that they they it stayed. And that's the thing. It's staged just as well as <laughs> 2001 which is crazy but i like the lighting in, in blade yeah. runner and alien better i was about to say 2001 has a much more sanitized um with, like with purpose i was about to say yeah it's supposed to look that way i was way, about yeah. to say alien and blade runner are both very dark <laughs> yeah. grungy movies yeah 2001 especially it's like spaceship sequence is meant to look very elegant and yeah like clean <laughs> they're supposed to be in the see yeah. in this they're supposed to be like a lot of dripping stuff exactly, a lot of yeah. fog and steam a lot of shadows and it's yeah. it's neat it's a cool movie man I, like i said the cinematography <laughs> one of my favorite parts about it um but like speaking on other elements of the ship's atmosphere uh like the tactile nature of the sound design is so so good <laughs> in this like 
I, I don't know. Sci-fi films, I feel like the sound design kind of slips past me a lot of the time. Really? Um, yeah. I feel is... like sound design stands out more in sci-fi films than well, like, no, no, anything no, no. I'm not saying like sci-fi itself, like the sound design doesn't stand out as much. Um, if anything, yeah, it stands well, no, out more. I'm just, I'm just saying like, like noticeably. Yeah, like, yeah. It's something that I pay attention to. Yeah, the thing is like... Um, some sci-fi films I watch, especially uh, mostly newer ones, um, I'll just like hear some of the sounds of like the ship or something like that. Especially, oh my goodness, especially Marvel films. My goodness, mm. if you count those as sci-fi, which I they all they are, are sci-fi, um, comic comic book sci-fi. <laughs> uh, but like the way that the ship sounds in this feels so like nice and real and like tactile like like yeah. that's that's a good word for it but um it, again 2001 comes to mind in terms of like how well defined the sound of everything is yeah no i mean and the acoustics of everything sound great too and it also pulls off like it pulls off a lot of the harsher sounds of like the spaceship and everything mm-hmm. without being like oh great this is annoying <laughs> dude some of some old sci-fi movies <laughs> when the siren starts going off i'm like all right please stop now <laughs> well some even newer sci-fi movies, like like oh, goodness, another really yeah. scott film for example the martian. the martian the martian can be really really annoying with how much beeping and alarms there are it's quite funny it's like me 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 for like five minutes. <laughs> it's crazy to think that like <laughs> the Martian is the same director as this. Digital Ridley, baby. Digital Ridley. Digital Digital Ridley has his time and place. Digital Ridley has his time and place, <laughs> and it's with Matt Damon in the Martian. Exactly. Bring him home. Bring him home. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I just I just thought it was something to praise because there are so many just like small um, moments of procedural stuff, and this is very much a procedural movie in a lot of ways. Um, but where the sound design um, just adds a lot more energy and rhythm to the shots that would otherwise be kind of stagnant. You know, I wish I wish there was more like alien sound, <laughs> like like from the alien himself. Yeah, it's largely silent. I saw um, the guy who was credited for like making the alien noises, and apparently he worked on like some whale sounds for you know a couple other movies before this. Um, and I was like, this is. He's not really, like, doing (laughs) that much in this. Well, I would say beyond that, beyond, like, just, like, the the kind of rare kind of noise he makes. I'm saying just, like... (laughs) It's the noise he makes. Just kind of rare. (laughs) (laughs) He comes up and he's like, rare. Like, oh, no, the alien. (laughs) Oh, no, the alien. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, noise around the ship. Like, mm. again, it's very odd. You want the alien, like, it's growling very... at people or something? I'm, I'm only now, that would like, be cool, I'm only now, like, thinking about this <laughs> as much as as much as I have, because it's so good that you don't even notice this. But it's so odd to have, like, these scenes where even, like, even when, like, the face hugger has disappeared and they mm. don't know where it is, like, just, there's not a lot of, like, noise kind of getting you on your uh, like on edge of where everything is i mean i i found myself a lot more on edge because of the silence um and especially back in like the 70s and everything that was very rare to see yeah i don't know like i just wish like 
I guess, like, from my experience playing, like, Alien Isolation so recently, <laughs> um, which I know is just, like, completely, like, outside of Not things. the video game. Oh, uh, but Alien Isolation <laughs> is genuinely a really fantastic horror game. And one of the things of moving around in the physical, like, space station that you spend most of your time on mm-hmm. is there's a lot of atmospheric noise paired with, like, a lot, because there's a lot of, like, machine mechanical yeah, like the ship noises, yeah. you often, like, can hear the alien coming but will often blend with the audio of the ship and it's very like it it gets you again that kind of video game horror (laughs) tack of like you're now like listening to every sound and it very much enhances the horror where I feel like you're not really doing that as much with this. And I know, I know. there are different mediums obviously. I I um, would I I would tend to like disagree that like the I like I agree with what you're saying like the sound like putting you more on edge but i think this does that um just not in the same way that like the yeah. video game does. i don't know i wasn't i just wasn't i'm never on edge much with this movie the I ambience feel like, and the silence i feel like everything about that, this like the way this movie is presented and framed gives it some kind of like like gives me as a viewer some kind of like omniscient lens <laughs> where i don't have to worry about anything going on in it yeah, no, I, I do get that vibe, but, like, I don't know. I don't know how on earth they could improve the sound design, Mike. <laughs> I don't know. I just want, like, I want some little, some little pitter-patter while they're walking through some hallways or something. Well, I think par- partially what they did to remedy that, because they chose not to do it for whatever reason, um, or maybe they just didn't think about it. Uh, I mean, but no, they I'm gave, sure it was a choice. Yeah, I was about to say, they gave, um, like, the proximity sensor and everything. Yeah. Which kind of serves the same purpose. Not quite as, um, like, scary, but, you know, <laughs> like, I, I think it works well, relatively uh, well. well it, yeah, there's a lot I mean, of um, rhythmic noises I, that tend to get faster as the alien comes. Yeah, and I still don't think that's bad. I just, I, I'm like, I'm, I don't think it's a bad decision. It's, yeah. I'm just saying, like, on top of, like, again, how sparsely the alien is shown because of, you know, it's just a guy in a suit, and yeah. you could very much tell if they show him too much, and I think they were trying to avoid that. Yeah. Um, he's only, like, sound on screen, almost as briefly as he's shown on screen that so he does true. not have yeah, you don't really hear presence. him very often yeah um and that's kind of what i mean so you obviously you get the vibe of like oh my gosh where is he he could be anywhere but he <laughs> yeah. could be right behind me um but he also just does not have the, pr- the physical presence because even even on an audio scape um yes because he doesn't have as much like take like the the vent uh, attack scene with Dallas. Oh, I love that scene, like, man. <laughs> yes, it's a very scary scene, and like the jump scare is good, and it's like so good. <laughs> it's neat and all. But at the same time, I don't know. I just want like some more sounds. Interesting. I don't know because I I don't really think that it's a problem or anything. Well, it's not like a big problem. <laughs> yeah. It, this is this is me just being. Small, I'm yeah. trying to just like work through Find something in my mind of like why the alien why feels so yeah almost not non-threatening but like so distant from me when i watch the movie which is i don't know it's a it's an odd sentiment to me because like the alien especially with its ability to like camouflage itself so well um has always and it's just like sheer physical size um because it keeps i mean it keeps shifting around its physical form throughout this movie um and i thought it was quite funny i don't remember which reviewer said it i think it might have been um ebert but he was saying that like the final form of the alien in this movie is like his least scary form it is 
<laughs> but it is it is really neat how he um, how like just the way like with keeping the ship's yeah. design in mind how well he blends in exactly, to the ship yeah like, i was about to say being that, able to like turn his head and match mm-hmm. the pipes and there's so many cool moments like that where i'm just like oh that's so cool and when he's hanging from the chains like the first time we see him and I his tail like, oh. like, blends it like yeah like again he's a very cool yeah. creature i like the alien well i was I saying like. i think he's a bit more physically threatening and everything because of that um that's I don't something know. I, I would like, praise about it. Like I, I've, I love this movie to death, <laughs> but it's never something like nothing I've ever pulled from this has been like ah, ah the alien. He's, he's gonna get me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know why that. I think that often. I, I don't know. Like maybe it has to do because I was actually wanting to mention this because yeah. it's a very interesting thing. Is kind of the atmosphere that this movie has going into it. Because our, like, establishing shot is that pan across the ship with yeah. the, where we track you know, through. You get a very little, long um, sequence of just running through the ship kind of thing. And it's very interesting to me because the camera and your movements as as this as this first lens seem to like interact with stuff mm-hmm. as it moves like yeah. if, like as you go by some papers flip up and like something gets knocked over right I was, and... <laughs> it's such a such a strange choice but it really i think it really establishes the atmosphere of this very well yeah, and it happens again again when with with the fight with um why did i just lose his name uh i don't remember um, his name either doesn't it start with like an a oh gosh um <laughs> <laughs> the fight with yeah ash oh ash. um when like the camera moves back to ash's perspective like when ash mm-hmm. kind of takes the physical control of the scene mm-hmm. and it comes up to him oh when you gosh. move over that's you, such a you, good shot like the camera knocks something almost. yeah it's <laughs> like not physically you're not bumping into something as the lens but as you move as over you move, there's something stuff. gets moved by seemingly yeah. nothing and I think that that puts you into like a, a really interesting perspective and yeah. relationship with the events going on. That shot is so good. <laughs> that that whole sequence is incredibly well shot, and that's actually I think one of the most unnerving sequences in the whole yeah, it movie. Is. Oddly it is. enough, because um, yeah, that's that's like it. Ian, that's the name of the actor. Ash is a very interesting character yeah. on, on the whole and a very interesting presence throughout the movie and honestly, yeah. often scarier, in my opinion, than the Xenomorph <laughs> is. Yeah, um, it's, it's very strange. Um, like, uh, just how unnerving uh, pretty much all of his more intense scenes are. Um, but yeah, no, it's fantastic i think yeah and it's interesting too because i feel like the alien series on the whole or at least from what i've seen i haven't seen like aliens or anything like that but especially like keeping in mind like prometheus and stuff yeah i feel like a lot of like the dna of this series is the relationship between the xenomorphs and like androids in this and kind of how they work together and this is a very interesting relationship of that because i feel like you're almost you're almost paired with almost Ash's perspective of the events going on for a lot of it. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good note, for sure. Like, just kind of this not really there, not <laughs> in danger as much kind of omniscient lens. Yeah. To the, to the, and again, I was kind of thinking of, like, pairing the fact that when Ash takes back the perspective, because whenever it's Ripley's perspective, it's very handheld, it's very... It does have a bit more of a tactile feel. It's very close yeah. up. Um, but whenever Ash takes the perspective, it 
you know, it widens up. The very, the very elegant slow dollies and everything. And, and you also, <laughs> and you also only have that interaction with the actual stuff on screen when Ash has the perspective. So it almost makes me feel like when you first get into the movie, you're introduced to the world kind of from Ash's perspective. I mean, Ash wouldn't be in. A, he wouldn't be frozen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's again like Prometheus. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's an interesting note. Never thought of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting because I've always seen Ash as um, kind of. I mean, very directly uh, the instrument of capitalism in this movie, which is, capitalism is very much a big theme in Alien. Um, like literally the first line of the movie, they're talking about like how much they're getting paid. <laughs> it's funny. Like the two themes of this movie are like capitalism and sexual assault, which yeah. is interesting. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I think. Um, so it's a fairly grim look at uh, <laughs> capitalism, um, and I mean, I the alien. A lot of people I know seem to think that it's like kind of this cold, uncaring figure, um, which I mean, obviously it is. Um, but that's not what I was saying. Uh, but like, it's meant to represent kind of the cold hand of capitalism. He's the he's the perfect the perfect organism, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's it's very interesting. I don't know because because um, again, you have like the sexual assault themes which are very much all over this movie yeah um and very very prevalently shown <laughs> yeah very very integral to the dna of yeah. the even the visuals of what they were yeah. going for on a lot of the design work on top of ash as a character in general absolutely yeah. um it's i was about to say you can even see like he's, cool. he's constantly talked down to by by um ripley mm -hmm. up into the point where he essentially <laughs> And, and the only way an android can <laughs> essentially assaults her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, in a very disturbing scene. <laughs> I was about to say, anytime this movie, like, leans into its, like, sexual stuff at all, it's very unnerving. Yeah. To me, anyway. <laughs> Which, I mean, is the point. Yeah, that's uh, again, the idea. Like, the, the entire design of the face hugger is supposed to... Mm -hmm is supposed to get that imagery into your mind. I mean, basically anytime the xenomorph is on screen in any form, it's meant to, it's meant to be like that. Yeah. Which is very interesting. It's again, it's relationship to its themes about capitalism also mm -hmm. playing into its themes about kind of like invasion and invasion and assault and like assimilation of people. And just, and just the way Ripley's treated in general yeah. as the only, like, well, I'm not the only, I always forget about what's her face <laughs> as the only, <laughs> <laughs> as one of the only on the women crew. on the crew the other the other lady i don't remember her name she just doesn't do much <laughs> i was about to say the other lady is she's, kind of the worst she's she's kind of funny sometimes <laughs> she makes she complains but she, she does really doesn't do much bit, which is a shame <laughs> um but yeah it's just very interesting yeah. the way the film goes about dealing with all of that thematic yeah no, that's very cool. And I was about to say, and I think tying into a lot of the framing that you go into it, like I was talking about earlier, it just gives you a very interesting perspective to the events going on. Yeah. Man, I, <laughs> we, you brought up um, Ash, and now I'm like, man, that's such like a cool like thing to include in this movie right <laughs> like with with the with the lens of uh, again we like we watching Pr prometheus, i watched prometheus before i watched this actually which is prometheus, interesting it feels like natural you're like oh yeah have like the but like yeah. think about the the initial yeah thing this is this. like the first this is to the decide, first alien movie. to decide to have like <laughs> a secret android as one of the crew That's members so cool, man and like have all of 
Like, I don't know. That's such a neat idea to put into a sci-fi. It's still crazy to me that he has, like, milk blood. <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, That Randy, has to have some it adds, significance. It adds, well, no, remember the cinematic, the cinematic meaning oh, no. of milk. The cinematic significance of milk. It's never good, <laughs> is never the moral good. of the story. Like never a good if a character is drinking milk on screen in a movie, oh, gosh. probably a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ash is the only one do, seen doing it, and then his blood is essentially like yeah milk <laughs> like a milk-like substance which is very i don't know there's just so many cool like aesthetic and uh, choice like thematic choices that really give this like a very iconic feel um which i mean obviously <laughs> uh, it's a very iconic movie in today's like landscape yeah, very, of cinema very very influential i mean it was um, it was entered into the like library of congress's like film registry and everything <laughs> like obviously it was... along, along with the shrek <laughs> shrek i mean both very influential movies <laughs> um <laughs> anytime i hear people mention like the library of congress is like uh the pr- I mean, preservation yeah, collection i think of, i think of shrek it's quite funny <laughs> gotta preserve shrek for future generations um but no this is this is such a like i don't know like <laughs> such a just endearing film like it, i just love this film it feels almost like it, i i would have such a hard time trying to pin down any one hard criticism of this movie because it's technically so well constructed like Every, like, facet of filmmaking, it seems like it was done in perfect collaboration. Exactly. Like the performances, the sound design, the cinematography, lighting. The score, the, the score, direction. It all feels like it's working so well together that, like, it's so hard to come yeah, up with it's just like It's just like a perfect machine. Yeah, it's a perfect forward. machine, exactly, yeah. The perfect organism, Ravi. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's just, it, it's like a symphony of, yeah, of like, cinematic beauty it's it's amazing to witness it really is impressive and i think that's often why people even more so than anything else i think that's often why people kind of get this relaxed vibe while watching yeah. it because it's just such a it's such a impressive film to watch or do its thing yeah it's just um, it's like you said it's like amazingly it's like a perfect machine of like just amazingly well-crafted movie <laughs> which is interesting because for for the podcast uh one thing that we were curious i have i have this movie on blu-ray i have alien on blu-ray and on this blu-ray it came with the director's cut because yeah, every Ridley, every Riddler, every ridley scott movie in the world has a director's riddler cut scott. Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> finally the riddler scott riddler scott <laughs> batman three uh but every like ridley scott movie in the world has a director's cut yeah and i was pretty sure beforehand that i had read before that ridley scott wasn't the biggest fan of this director's cut yeah and i found out later that he wasn't and it was mostly just like a marketing thing since it was the 25 year anniversary um when this when they did this um and like i think it was all the worse for it because like literally what they do is they add like in like two shots and like a couple things here there's, and there. There's one scene which I, I didn't um, realize. I, I was reading up on, like, the different cuts. I didn't realize that the, um, like, morphing scene near the end, like, while Ridley, or not Ridley, Ripley is escaping. See, it's very confusing. <laughs> um, like, the scene where the other crewmates are, like, slowly being morphed into, yeah, like, yeah. eggs and everything. I didn't realize that wasn't in the original cut, because yeah. I'd only seen it one time before this. Yeah. Um, and they originally had cut it out to, like, you know, keep the ending a little more like 
fast pace and yeah high stakes you know i was about to say that's one of the coolest um, editions i was about to say if, if i were to keep anything from the director's cut it would be that scene because i love um, that scene but like everything <laughs> else is very yeah minor and then the other thing that they did with it was that they cut down a couple seconds on a lot of scenes yeah which really doesn't do anything good cut, like it's kind of bad <laughs> they cut a lot of um they undercut a lot of the like amazing uh like shot to shot uh, rhythm that this movie has dude, in its original theatrical cut. Dude, they cut down the cat shot. I was so upset about this. <laughs> that I is love, one of the coolest I love shots that shot. So I think man. it's like I think it's like the first death outside. It of, is. I guess. No, yeah, because it's even before Dallas. So it is. It's the first death it's of the, the movie. First, it's the first time we like see the um, xenomorph, um, like kill somebody. Yeah, and and like we get. The, I mean, other than like the you know face hugger. Yeah. Anything. Oh yeah. Cause technically, because technically That's the first, first death is the chest burster, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But it was like the first death via Xenomorph. And we get this shot of like this cool like flashing light on the cat's face as it's like really close up on the cat's face as he's like looking on. It's a reaction shot. It's, from, it's from a the really cat. it's a really cool reaction yeah. shot given like what just happened. Like it's it's just a cool moment in the movie. And it's like a, a good like second shorter in the director's cut and it goes by shame. so fast it's and i was like no yeah no the, the director's cut i would not recommend it um i would watch like the scene with everyone like slowly morphing into like uh xenomorph eggs near the end you could probably find it on youtube or something i'm yeah. sure um apparently it was originally included as like a bonus feature just that scene alone mm. on the laserdisc release back when this came out on laserdisc <laughs> um and then they put it in the the director's cut um for the 2003 release which yeah. is i mean it's a cool dude, scene the little, the little sure. help me or kill me from dallas dude that's a great moment i'm i'm a little sad that it's not in the theatrical yeah. but i i do understand why they cut it yeah um, i was about to say the theatrical is very tight and yeah. it's tight with very lean movie it's 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 tight while also having you know good shot pacing and not needing to cut down on its shot yeah it's crazy <laughs> um i was reading again i was reading up on this movie and originally the like initial cut which you know initial cuts are always longer but it was originally like a three hour long movie yeah, yeah. um and they ended up trimming it down to just under two hours which um i'm i'm just surprised at how much silence and like stillness you still get in the theatrical cut yeah. despite how short it is i was about to say most most it's uh, it almost makes me wish that we could get more because I just love being on the ship so so much. <laughs> Micah, like Micah just wants like the ship ambience. I'll take like a three hour cut of this movie. <laughs> that would be so um, cool, actually. Like d getting like a ship ambience uh, compilation. We should do that. <laughs> but no, I mean Ridley Scott's a good enough director and creator to know what needs to get cut down. Yeah, no, um, I mean he's a he's a great director. And to I know, think. and and I mean I think the theatrical cut of Alien is pretty much perfect. It is. Um, it's and, it's pretty much a perfect movie. And he even he even commented <laughs> that he thinks uh, like after the director's cut came out, he commented that he thought the theatrical was pretty perfect. So the director's <laughs> cut was kind of stupid. Yeah. Um, unlike a lot of movies, like take like we talked about Legend on the oh podcast before, he couldn't put a lot of the stuff he wanted to in the theatrical cut of legend league. the director's cut um, is leaked so the director's <laughs> cut actually has like a lot of the stuff he wanted to put into yeah. it and it's a lot better than the theatrical it's so much better um, <laughs> and, but this is not that case i was about to say the only thing that really gets cut down is some of the gore which makes me sad because 
guess. Yeah. They were gonna it was gonna get an X rating if they kept like there was apparently originally like the original take of the chest burster scene had a lot more blood. <laughs> it's still and, quite like, a bit of blood, man. And there was just like a well, again, yeah, it was yeah. pushing pushing X for gore. I know. So like I, there was just a lot more gore and blood and I would have I would have liked that. That would have been cool. Yeah. It always makes me sad when movies get cut down like for violence. Yeah, it's interesting because this is still such like a gross um like off-putting and still like relatively bloody um yeah um and the fact that it could have been more bloody is is like an appealing idea but it would have definitely given it a different vibe well it makes me think about again how i feel towards like the xenomorph and how i Mm -hmm. feel like he doesn't have as much of an imposing presence i feel like maybe if they were allowed to show a bit more gore because they weren't even allowed to show as much gore as we can now by rating standards yeah i was about to say i've seen Um, i've seen way more blood in like horror (laughs) movies now um, um so I don't think dude, we're I mean, in danger. I mean, of even like, eggs. dude, Alien Covenant. I don't know if you've seen the the chestburster scene from dude, Alien Covenant. Dude, Alien Covenant looks crazy, um, <laughs> but it is very gory. Yeah, <laughs> like very, very gory. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would have just loved to see a bit more, like, just actual on-screen violence from the Xenomorph itself. I mean, that's fair. I mean, honestly, like, I can't fault the movie. Too no, much. and I mean, you can't fault yeah. the movie again. I think the theatrical cut of this is pretty darn. I'm literally just being like, oh, these are things that I would, and and you know, a, your personal preference, and like a, a side cut, I would love yeah. to see. <laughs> Dude, like, there's so many, there's, like, you, you kept mentioning how, like, sparse the xenomorph is in this, but, like, anytime it is there, like, you get to see, like, the uh, copious amounts of, like, slime, and yeah. then, like, you get to see the his close-up teeth, on the teeth. Little teeth. I love the shiny his teeth. His little, his little in, inner jaw. Yeah. Love like, that. Dude, the little, the little tiny chest-bursting xenomorph with the little the shiny teeth. <laughs> I love his little jaw movement. Like, <laughs> there's so many, like, just amazingly awesome moments with the xenomorph in this that I can't even be mad that he's not in it that much because when he is there, no, it's I like mean again, phenomenal. again, this it's is a, again, I think this is like a perfect movie. I'm yeah. literally just saying like in a in a yeah. in an alternate cut made just for me. Um, I would love to see more. Okay, question, Micah. Yes. Um, do you have a favorite scene in this movie? Because I think and... I, I think I do. But like, favorite scene. <laughs> it's it would be it's very hard to pick because it's another one of those like procedural uh thrillers where like it kind of goes it's a horror i mean yeah a thriller well it's a horror it's, I mean, <laughs> there's a difference <laughs> there is a difference saying procedural thriller gives a different meaning than horror <laughs> that's true that's true it's a procedural horror film <laughs> um, man i don't know because I it's really hard. I really love. Um, I don't know if I would say like my definitive favorite scene, but I really love the um, like final scene where Ripley's about to go into uh, cryo sleep or whatever it is. I don't. I don't know if they call it that in this. I mean, it's it's cryo. Sleep. Yeah. Um, and then like like that whole sequence with like the alien on the final like escape pod and everything i love that sequence really so much that's some of the best most physically imposing i was about to say that's like the get. scariest it is in the whole movie for me with like the the flashing lights and the like shutter speed right i was about to say that shutter speed change is so so good and there's like a bunch of fog and you get the it, you get to see the xenomorph really in like but all it, of its but it, but it does lead up to the the xenomorph <laughs> looking his lamest when he gets it's blasted it's out of the ship funny. and it I, just looks like a man i find that so funny like i don't i don't know if it's even a bad thing 
<laughs> he gets blasted out of the ship, and he and, and like the like the he's supposed to be like flung out, so he's like fully like in just a normal guy position, it's whereas so normally funny. he's like all crouched he's up, like, so he yeah. looks a little bit more alien y. Yeah, I know that shot. Like, I never quite know if I should like laugh at it, but I do laugh. I laugh. I laugh at that <laughs> it's shot. It's a funny, funny shot. I would say, honestly, one of my favorite scenes, and this is going to be kind of mm. weird because I feel like it's kind of out of nowhere, uh, is is the scene um, when they're looking for the for the face hugger when he's disappeared. That Something about the way really that scene is shot scene. and oh everything. I love that scene. Yeah, um, and it's just a random scene. Like it's 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 no better. <laughs> there's a than, bunch. Like, there's a dozen other, other like it. I was about to say it's it's no better <laughs> than like any other scene in the movie. I think they're all like fantastic. Yeah. But there's something about that scene that's always stood out to me, just like from an atmospheric and like horror level. I think that's one of the most into like the the scenes that I am when it comes to horror. Yeah. I just love that establishing shot from like the floor of oh the room gosh, panning man. along. Um, there's that that entire scene like that just that entire scene is like so phenomenally say, well shot i was about to say almost anything <laughs> with the face hugger i really really like yeah like just the entire atmosphere Good around stuff. the face hugger is very cool yeah no i mean that's it's one of the most like immediately like personally imposing forms of the xenomorph that there is in this so like it makes sense we that need, it would we, be a bit more like ah. We need more know? of the little guy. More of the little. I the I chest do. Chestburster. I did want the little chestburster guy to be on like running around like skittering around. You need, the like, ship. The, you need like the little like Scooby Doo run sound effect for him. That's how I feel like. Dude, that shot of him running off of the table is like one of the funniest things. <laughs> he's just because he's like guy. push. He's like pushing the plates and like cans out of his way. Right. <laughs> it's uh, so funny. I I I love this movie so much. <laughs> it's such a cool movie but yeah like again and, and that's just like a lot of the simple <laughs> moments end up being a lot of my favorites from this movie it's a very, like, it's that a very like that, meditative movie i was about to say yeah that yeah. establishing shot um a lot of like just the a lot of the stat like the static shots of just different things around the ship yeah. and different pans around are just often my favorite parts of the movie despite me also really loving like the yeah. characters and stuff which i was actually we haven't talked about them at all i was gonna mention <laughs> like the rest of the cast yeah no i mean like um, I, I I don't remember. It might have been Ebert's review again, um, where he was talking about how the crew is just made up of like entirely working class people. Yeah. Um, except for like, of course, the except for Ash. The Android, yeah, Ash. <laughs> um, and it's it's a really cool like way to help your audience relate to the characters a lot more. Um, which I mean, Ridley Scott's done this before. Like something like The Martian does this I too. Mean, Ridley Scott's <laughs> done this before. Well, it's nothing new from Ridley. <laughs> nothing new from Ridley Scott, the director. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I get what you're yeah. saying though, because yeah, I mean, like a lot of the characters, and I mean, even though you have like. The the, like the whole i think i think the whole mechanics asking for money like the more money is more just to add to the capitalism theme not really yeah. to add like any divide between the crew because they never really have that divide they no. have they have quite a bit especially between them and like ripley even though they mess with each other um like they have a very good sense of camaraderie because none of them like there's no even though there's like a captain of the ship it's not like a lot of other sci-fis where you see where it's like oh the captain the captain it's not like star trek over yeah. here <laughs> yeah so oh, captain what are we doing captain dude they're all you know they're they're it's it's just a it's like a freight ship you yeah know? they're a cargo ship they're just 
they're getting they're, the job they're done. They're getting the <laughs> job done. They're on. They're on their their crew. They're working together. They weren't supposed <laughs> to stop yet. Like it. It just gives that vibe for everybody again, except for Ash, who works directly for the company, and yeah. like has this guise of superiority above everyone else. You know, it's interesting. I um. We, we did an episode on Sunshine a little while ago, and to anyone who actually watched Sunshine, <laughs> um, you might remember, like, uh, Sunshine's crew having a very similar, like, sense of camaraderie, but in that case, like, it was um, uniting to, like, save the world or whatever. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, like, a, a very different set of circumstances, but I, I just thought it worth mentioning that well, Sunshine has a very, like, similar crew dynamic to this yeah and it's very interesting because the whole thing and the whole reason sunshine has such a strong crew dynamic yeah. is because they have to break like breaking it up is the tension of exactly yeah i was about to say sunshine most of the, the psychological of breaks are, of the yeah. characters is yeah. the tension of sunshine which is great Garden um, movie. go watch it <laughs> whereas whereas this movie is like literally it's just like ah the, the crew yeah i was about to say all of the like s- drama of this movie is like the characters being like lorded over by some other more powerful force or by ash or by ash. <laughs> well yeah <laughs> um but it, it's very interesting i don't know I, I i really like the capitalism stuff in this yeah um ash is one of my favorite like <laughs> like writing things in this he's a very creepy like, presence oh my god and like i love yeah. just a lot of the scene like anytime him and ripley are interacting before uh, like especially the one scene where they essentially kill him yeah it's very interesting like the dialogue choices and the framing choices are always very interesting because it's like always like Ripley essentially taking the upper hand cinematically over him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's great. I, I, I don't know. There's so many just like, like you said, so many great like just small things. Yeah, like Very, everything is just good about that. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like, um, it's just even if you don't like get scared by it, or if you don't like love horror sci-fi, the or the, you're not an alien guy, you like, got like the fun character. You have to. Cool you, you just have to admire how well everything in this movie gels. Like, yeah. so there's so many like great creative forces on it that just collaborated so perfectly on this right like you get like funny lines from characters enjoyable the, the moments. ensemble is so so good cool atmosphere great physicality <laughs> cool locations an interesting mystery mm-hmm. like everything about this is it's just it's it's a perfect film what, what can i say i honestly yeah if someone asked me like what's the perfect sci-fi film i would honestly probably say like one of the blade runner films or alien or 2001 those, <laughs> that's like my lineup right yeah, I, would, I would say i would say even because obviously i think blade runner is messier than this but even blade runner 2049 i was thinking 2049 uh, even yeah. yeah even 2049 i would call messier than this it is it is it's a bit it's it's a bit more of a sprawling kind of weird movie I was about to say, I'm, not, I'm not as 100 percent on the 2049 train as everyone else it's i still like a ma- it's still a masterpiece so much, yeah. i still gave it five stars but like i know some people who are like crazy about 2049 yeah which i'm not i'm not all that i haven't even watched it twice yet um but i've watched it like three times now but it is a phenomenal film it's good it's very good (laughs) it's yeah anyway 
that's that's alien i don't really have any other i don't really have any like other thoughts on alien yeah i mean i don't have too much else to say about it i i you could you could go through this like scene by scene and just praise all of the like wonderful yeah, little beats say, that you find we've covered a lot of like just everything about it gels so well yeah and there are so many different enjoyable things to take from each different scene and location even the alien oh ship goodness. is just we didn't just even talk so... about like the planet and everything yeah i was which about to say the planet amazing. and the alien ship are just so much fun to be on yeah the way they're shot and everything is really really it's neat. amazing yeah um <laughs> and like somehow the alien ship even more fits the design like for the alien like for the xenomorph to blend in um even though he's not there yet like just like the, the yeah. feeling of like this is like the xenomorph's ship right essentially comes through <laughs> so much from the way it's designed um, i found out they shot um the egg sequence after production had already wrapped like they they went back and shot that, and I'm like, that's like one of the coolest I like, the like egg sequence. Yeah, it's, it's one of the most like defining moments of like the xenomorph stuff in this. Like the <laughs> eggs, the egg scene is so so good. Got organic life for me. Yeah, <laughs> but dude, man, it's it's such a good movie. Yeah, love this movie. Unden- undeniably a fantastic film. Like and I, don't, the, I don't know how you couldn't love it. And they got a little, they got a little cat, which for some reason I find it so funny that just Ripley and the cat survive. <laughs> They're the only two. Because yeah. I, I, I honestly, the first time I watched this movie, I thought the cat was gonna die like so fast, like five different times. I mean, that's very much a trope of horror. Exactly. Like, leaning I mean, back trope, even before this. A trope yeah. of movies in general that's is to true, just kill yeah. off cats. Kill off. Be mean cat. to cats. Yeah. Cats are not treated well in cinema. Well, I mean, um, that's a historical historical thing too but yeah yeah but uh the fact that uh not only is uh jones a cool cat but uh he survives the whole film (laughs) i think is neat it's still crazy that he survived getting like probably punted across the ship by the xenomorph right inside his little box not only that like even even ripley when she's like running she's being so rough with the little carrier he said i'm like oh no right no like i knew that he wasn't in there when they were shooting it obviously but like i was like oh no he's getting banged around pretty good uh but again it still leads to my favorite one of my favorite moments when in like the middle of the very intense climax ripley is going it's quite good (laughs) and then he shows up too he comes to the he comes to the (laughs) it's a a certified way to attract a cat if if you have lost a cat (laughs) it's true Dude, I did that to I did that to Haley's cat the other day. She's like, "Stop ing my cat," and I'm like, "No, I must summon him." There's a there's a really funny beat that I think just kind of like went by me the first time I watched this. But uh, when they're original, when they're initially looking for the cat, like after it runs off, when they're looking for the little uh, tiny chest burster, mm-hmm. um, like when when he starts meowing to try and find the cat and meows back, right. like that's such a funny beat. Right, it's like he he because he, he's so like does not think like he does right. not sound like he thinks it's gonna work he's like meow and then it, jones is like meow back it's a great that's a great beat i love it uh yeah but yeah fantastic movie it's alien it's alien like um if you're old enough to watch alien and you haven't seen alien go watch alien. why haven't you seen alien why haven't you seen it it's a classic yeah even even if even if you don't like seventies horror, which unfortunately a lot of people don't like seventies horror, seventies horror, uh, which is a shame. By all it's so cool because it was it was it's literally the defining the defining decade for horror was right? the seventies. Because wasn't Texas Chainsaw like Texas early seventies, seventies or yeah. mid seventies? Um, um, 
Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I mean, there's the there's '70s so was the defining yeah. decade for. I mean, obviously there are a lot of other things. I mean, a lot of you can often point to the '80s for like pulpy horror. Yeah, that, I mean that... that's the rise of like real like blockbuster franchise horror. But '70s and stuff. was like where was where modern horror was born because that Absolutely. was the first that was the first decade where they were even like allowed to do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah the after the MPAA, which. Ugh. 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 <laughs> Boo. Boo. MPA. Uh, but yeah, after after like their uh like code and everything got lifted, like they were actually able to do stuff in their movies again. <laughs> and we got aliens. So yeah, we got alien. We got alien. I, I can't I can't complain. <laughs> I was about to say um here, like talk about something. Um is Alien better than Legend? Probably. But yeah. it makes me sad to say yes, so. It is. <laughs> Are you kidding? Uh, other Ridley Scott... I've, I've seen Blade Runner. That's a pretty good movie. Wow. You're um, doing such a good job. I was about to say, because in, in the 70s... <laughs> I was pulling this up because I was about to say, in the 70s, we got Alien, Jaws, Halloween, oh the, Exor- gosh, Jaws. the Exorcist, yeah. Carrie, Suspiria, <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, those... Like even Black alone, Christmas, man. Dawn of the Dead, Deep Red, <laughs> like The Hills Have Eyes, uh, Wicker Man, House, Eraserhead, dude, Wicker Man, like all of these are very influential to like just modern horror in I was general. To say, these are like especially the, something like Halloween and or The, the Exorcist. Exorcist yeah. yeah, The Exorcist was like there was nothing like <laughs> The Exorcist before it existed, which is crazy. Um, and that 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 movie defined an entire subgenre of horror. That's mm. honestly one of the strongest subgenres of horror like today. In oh terms yeah, of still going still like possession made. horror and everything. Yeah. That's still very very much going strong. <laughs> Got the um, Evil Dead Rises later this year. <laughs> I was like Evil Dead Rises around my birthday. <laughs> very exciting. I'm ex- I'm pumped, man. It looks cool. But I was about to say you literally have like every facet of almost every facet of modern day horror. Yeah, I mean you got you got like so many genres defining horror movies in the defined 70s. in the 70s yeah. yeah like your your college slashers with like halloween mm-hmm. your possession movies your monster your movies, monster movies your, your slashers slasher yeah. you're more like carrie style i don't know what to describe i don't yeah i was gonna say i don't know stephen if king good, <laughs> i don't know if there's a good term for like a carrie subgenre <laughs> uh, suspiria texas chainsaw man texas chainsaw what a movie, man. That's a great film. Um, I, I was actually reading, I don't, I don't remember what, I, it might have been Ridley Scott who said it, um, but he wanted, someone was saying they wanted uh, Alien to be like Texas Chainsaw in space. <laughs> like the Texas Chainsaw of sci-fi movies. I'm like, that's that's pretty good. You know, and even then it does, there's something so special about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like I can't think right? of another film that has the, the visceral atmosphere that Texas Chainsaw it's Massacre very, has. It's a, very, it's a very bizarre movie in a lot of ways. It is. But... It's goofy. And it like attacks your senses and is like over the top. And Man, we should do an episode on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. That's a good movie. That's a cool movie. I have I have that movie. I wanted that movie on Blu-ray. I almost bought the Steelbook when we were at the CD that, store. That's a cool Steelbook um, for it. Yeah, but I, I I have it on DVD. So but yeah. it's, it's a neat movie. But yeah, Alien. Alien. We talked about Alien. There we go. It's, it's a cool movie. Five out of five. Five out of five. Sure. Easily even, five. Even the director's <laughs> cut, I would still probably give a five out of five. Yeah. No, I it would, doesn't. It I doesn't hurt. Really it doesn't hurt. Is it hurt it enough to drop it down a rating? Yeah, and you get the you get the egg scene at near the end where they start morphing around. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. 
that was that was alien that's alien um now we're now we're gonna move into our what we watched segment let's do it So for those of you who do not know or are new to the podcast or whatever, or just don't like <laughs> listening to us this much that you've <laughs> never made it this far, the What We Watched segment is a little segment we do in the end where we talk about all the other movies we've watched since our last episode, yeah. give a brief little review and rating of them, yes, uh, and just, you know, talk about good movies. I was about to say, maybe, maybe you'll find something that you haven't seen yet yeah. that you want And, a, and a, apparently this is a fan favorite segment, so... <laughs> <laughs> One fan. Shout out to Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway what did what did you watch mike uh so i did not watch as much this week like right usually going into this you, you can kind of expect us to have like a lot yeah in between episodes especially last week i had so many films uh but this week i only watched like five things uh and starting on the 16th because we were going from the 14th but i didn't watch anything on the uh, like anything on the 14th or yeah. the 15th which is um, crazy which is very unusual to not watch a movie <laughs> for two days for me right <laughs> Uh, but on the 16th, uh, I watched Black Klansman. Black Klansman. Uh, Spike Lee. Uh, I mean, anyone who's keeping up with modern films. <laughs> John David Washington. Knows, knows what Black Klansman Adam Driver. is, hopefully. <laughs> uh, very interesting film. Uh, my second Spike Lee movie. And it's odd. It's odd. I know a lot of people who like gave complaints towards the direction. And honestly, surprisingly enough, for as strong as the direction is and like, do the right thing, the only other film I've seen from him, <laughs> I would say the direction is probably one of the weirdest things going on in this. Like, not everything gels about this movie, but at the same time, it's really, really fun. There's a lot of really good ideas. The characters are really interesting. I mean, the it's got, it's got really Adam Driver and John David Washington. It has, to be, it has to be at least leads. a little bit They're fun. such fun leads. <laughs> I love the two of them. Right. <laughs> And dude, I don't know what it is about John David Washington's performance in this, but he's got like this accent and I don't know how to describe his accent, but his accent is really funny in this. They even like, they, they even do like a lot of comedic stuff because of his accent that he's wow. doing. Um, cause they have a, they have a scene where Adam Driver has to try and do his voice and it's really funny, it's but this good. is just an interesting movie. Cause like it's, it's very tonally goofy, but at the same time, it doesn't really give weight to the stuff I feel like it needs to, because obviously it's a pretty dark overall Yeah, I was story. about to say, it's called Black Klansman. Uh -oh. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a goofy, fun ride. And, <laughs> but, and I mean, it's fun, like, whatever. Like, they go for a more comedic tone with yeah. it, which I think is good. I think that works well. But at the same time, like, a lot of the actual narrative tension doesn't work. A lot of the narrative, because mm. of that, and because of the editing and direction they took with it, feels kind of... Like, you're not doing much for a lot of the runtime of the movie, because there's not really any tension for the entire, like, big thing. Because essentially, from a premise standpoint, it's a crime thriller. Yeah. Like, it's a cry it's a comedy crime thriller, but, like, it's a crime thriller, uh, and, like, there should be some tension to that. So it's just odd, and some of the editing is actively kind of bad. Aw. Um, that's, that, that really is a shame. I hate to see that for, like, especially a director's, like, prestigious and 
big as Spike Lee is, like, yeah. having just a bad edit for your movie is is a, kind of a sucky thing to happen. But I really love pretty much all the characters. Like, it's it's just a really fun movie to be in, and I like what it's going for, especially thematically with movies, um, and also the little end sequence where they use uh, real life footage is sad and depressing, and I cried. <laughs> Dude, I hate when I hate when movies do that, whether it's like based on a true story and then they intercut like real footage at the end of like this is so crushing why well would they do no this? it's not even it's not even that because it is based on a real story but the, the yeah. footage they use is recent footage oh, like dang. from from stuff from <laughs> from like trump era stuff goodness man uh then it's even more depressing but anyway <laughs> i gave it a three and a half out of five i'm looking forward to it i've owned the blu-ray for black Klansman for a long long time and i haven't watched it yet yeah, it's very fun. I'm hoping I'm hoping maybe it'll like on a rewatch I'll be like, oh these problems aren't as standout. Yeah. Anyway, um, what did we watch next, Rebby? What uh, did we do? Next up uh we watched a little little film called Titanic. You we might we went out to the theaters. You might have heard of it. And <laughs> uh, nobody's heard of Titanic. Um we went out yeah, we went out to the theater and we watched it in uh extreme three D, which is, is pretty cool. IMAX. I have to say. 3D. Well it's not IMAX. It is IMAX. It's not true IMAX. It's uh, it's IMAX. No, the screen isn't tall enough. But it's IMAX. It's not. <laughs> it's an IMAX like projector. A, like a IMAX is a very specific brand of like uh, projector and screen but it's size. An IMAX projector. <laughs> yeah, but our screen wasn't right for it. It actually it made me kind of upset because like um, the image was like, kind of bleeding off the edge for a lot of. Well, actually, for the whole movie. Um, well, listen, this theater is a heck of a lot cheaper <laughs> it than is. going to it, an it's AMC a very, it's with, a very, quote, true IMAX. Very they had much an a IMAX, local change. They had an IMAX projector. It's an IMAX projector, <laughs> not an IMAX. But it's not IMAX. It is that, IMAX. Is a, that is a copyrighted name, Micah. But if it has an IMAX it's projector, extreme. to me, it is IMAX. It is extreme <laughs> viewing at NCG theaters, Micah. It is not IMAX. Anyway, we watched Titanic 3D. We watched Titanic in 3D Extreme. <laughs> Which is crazy. I do. Uh, we could do a whole episode. I almost actually suggested doing an episode Dude, on Titanic. Titanic, uh, so good. Because like, this is our first time seeing. It. There's a lot to talk about here, especially yeah. being that like the 3D remaster. I hate 3D movies typically, except for in any James <laughs> Cameron movie. James I've Cameron seen can use do it. 3D because he uses it in such a smart way. I saw somebody point out that pretty much the 3D in this is literally pretty like only used for like depth of focus. Like nothing's yep. ever really popping out of the screen at you. Mm -hmm. It's all just depth stuff. I was about to say it's not gimmicky. It's just meant to like give the ship and like the environments more physical presence. And it works. And it works even more smoothly than watching like the way of water in 3d yeah there's some things in the way of water that still i'm like whoa yeah we're watching a 3d cut of this way of way of water is very interesting because it's it's visually quite a bit different than titanic is titanic's a much more like conventionally shot say, movie for for titanic yeah. being such a conventionally shot movie it's really impressive to get 3d oh, yeah. to work as to the be post conversion such, looks great on this to be yeah expect. and to be such an immersive experience with that like mm -hmm. I, I was just so engaged with this movie i loved it it did not feel like three hours yeah, no, I um, mean, if you if you liked Titanic, and I mean, even I would even say if you didn't like Titanic, I would I would go and try and catch it in 3D if it's still in theaters, because it, it looks phenomenal, man. But yeah, I think the movie on a whole, even though it has some sloppy things here and there, and is very popcorn-y overall. <laughs> it is. It's, a, it's like think, the most popcorn movie I've seen in a while. <laughs> I think it's practically perfect. Like, it really not is. Even, not even despite that, but often because of that. Like, it balances its tones 
paced so well. It's paced really well. The performances, even even though like even Kate Winslet's performance <laughs> Kate is, Winslet is, is so almost bad in, in points, like almost bad. <laughs> no, it's good, but it's almost bad. <laughs> I mean, it it could very easily become bad, like, if they lost track of, like, what they should be doing with the movie. Uh, but. but, like, it's just, like, it's such a good movie. And, like, the, the actual, like, Titanic stuff oh is really goodness. exciting and engaging and scary. It's crazy, And, like, man. visually impressive. Yeah, like, the again, the cinematography in this movie, man. And and honestly, and honestly goofily, goofily enough, it's very similar to Alien in my mind <laughs> in terms of just how much the location feels like a real space. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like, yeah, that's the Titan. Like, I know, even though, again, like, <laughs> Alien, they don't show you all of it, I feel like, man, like, I know the ship of the titanic like i know where where <laughs> everything is i and they do such a great job even with the framing devices of this movie to just get you into everything so smoothly and to be really appealing while also being really good yeah man like the, i think this is like one of the most like perfect blockbusters that i've ever seen um, which lo and behold <laughs> it's one of the most money making blockbusters gas yeah no i mean like Titanic, it, I think it's pretty much, like, the perfect blockbuster. Like, it's got literally everything you could want out of its premise and, like, its performances and, like, all of its technical aspects. It's it's just a staggeringly well-made movie. Yeah, I give it a 5 out of 5. I also it's, gave it a 5 it was, out of 5. It was man. crazy. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Titanic, cool movie. <laughs> uh, on the 17th, uh, I watched Little Fugitive. Little Fugitive. A 50s... What are they, what are they called? drama I the guess. 1950s baby um, it's a very interesting film <laughs> golly because it's, it's honestly like no other 50s movie i've ever seen hmm. um it's very because like during that time still most of the time what was getting made were very like classical movies that is true um even carrying on to the 60s and everything you didn't get very many movies that have like this vibe in fact you don't get very many movies in general that feel like this because this feels like one step away from a documentary nice um that can be a really nice thing to like find in a yeah, movie. Yeah, and it's just it's it it's just like this little atmospheric like neo realism Coney Island movie about this little guy just going around living out. He thinks like the, the entire plot of the movie just kind of tells you exactly what kind of thing you're getting into because <laughs> he because they trick him to make him to make his little brother think that he killed him, and then in doing that he runs away and then goes to Coney Island and just has fun. <laughs> like he just enjoys his time. He lives out what his because his brother wanted to go to Coney Island but he couldn't because he had to watch his little brother and then his little brother ends up going to Coney Island and just like enjoying life. Wow. And it's just like it's a very much just like you're with this little kid just kind of hanging out um, in a very like apparently very accurate 50s portrayal of Coney Island just to a very like to almost again like almost a documentary level of just you're just watching yeah. stuff it's very neat. pretty cool it's not my favorite thing in the world and it still I think could use some better pacing it's kind of slow and a little boring for an 80 minute runtime, which <laughs> I was, was say, it's only 80 minutes long uh, <laughs> but it's still a very neat film I gave it a three and a half. Very nice. Uh, on the 17th, I watched uh, a little film called Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, directed by uh, Park Chan-wook, and it was a very good movie. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> um, I had only seen, like, Decision to Leave and his short film Judgment, uh, but, I, you know, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, very good thriller. Um Loved the performances, loved the visuals, obviously. <laughs> um, he just knows how to block a movie, man. 
like there's a lot of like there's like so many scenes in this that have like four or five people like on screen at the same time and it just it's so seamless it's crazy <laughs> um but yeah no it's it's a brutal and beautiful thriller and i really loved it so yeah sympathy for mr vengeance <laughs> i gave it a four out of five amazing yeah <laughs> uh then, then what did you watch on <laughs> the 19th i watched without a paddle without a paddle. Uh, classic i don't know about classic maybe 2000s cult classic. uh comedy not even cult classic by, by stephen brill the man who brought you movie 43 not little nicky hubie halloween <laughs> little nicky mr deeds and the do-over this guy oh and heavyweights and this heavyweights. guy is just pulling in the movies He's, i mean that's that's a lineup of film man <laughs> i can't um, argue with that <laughs> i was over at my girlfriend's house and she really likes this movie um and she really likes matthew lillard and i really like matthew lillard and i really like seth green um <laughs> i mean so, who doesn't you know so i was like yeah i did want to watch They're this great, great performance um but it's so stupid and it's like painfully 2004 stupid ah it like like a lot of the comedy is like very painfully low-hanging 2004 fruit <laughs> Like a very like ah ha ha women and stuff like that. I was about to say Mean Girls was two thousand four, <laughs> Micah. Better better tread lightly. Yeah, well, two thousand. I mean, uh, Mean Girls is like one of the only two thousands comedy <laughs> that I've seen pull off that kind of comedy. It's like true. That. That's true. Um, and like you know, it's whatever. It's still pretty funny, but there's a lot of like no like there's like 90 percent like no homo jokes and like oh, oh look a hairy woman kind of thing oh. and like the backwards redneck hunters and like that's the kind of comedy Darn you get it. in this movie a lot there's a lot of poop jokes i heard matthew lillard and seth green in a comedy together and i got so pumped but now that you're saying this <laughs> i was about to say it's like they're still fun <laughs> yeah right? and it's still a fun movie i gave it a like but at the same time it's just all of like a lot of the things that i don't like, like. the worst tendency i was about to say yeah, a lot of things that are just comedies. kind of sucky about 2000s comedies yeah. are present in this. Darn, man. Um, <laughs> so that, that kind of was sad to me because it could have been so much more fun if they would have just been like a little bit more inventive with their comedy. Man. Um, that's a shame. I was kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> no, I mean, it's I mean, still, I still, it's see still it, goofy yeah. and stupid. And like, it's exactly what you would expect from a movie starring Matthew Lillard, <laughs> Seth Green, and Dax Shepard, <laughs> directed by Stephen Brown yeah. <laughs> in 2004. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was weird. I gave it, I gave it a two and a half. Very nice. Very nice. Um, and then after that, on the 20th, we sat down and we watched Close Encounters of the Third Kind. The 4K. The 4K. I bought a 4K disc and we watched it. Had, and to, it had great. to cart my PS5 all the way down to his room Listen, to put it we can't the all We can't all buy PS5s. We <laughs> could all buy PS5s. <laughs> but yeah, Close Encounters. Uh, this was my first time re-watching it. This was my first time watching it. That's first a very confusing it. way to say that. Well, this, you could have just said this is my second time watching it. Well, I suppose that would have been a little less confusing, but it was my first time rewatching it. It's your second time watching it. It was my first time watching it. Uh, I was very excited. I like Spielberg, but at the same time, uh, I was not as, like, I don't know, there was something about it that I almost was kind of nervous that it was just going to be a little boring from some of the stuff I had seen from it. Understandably, um, yeah. It's kind of a, it, it's a very hard movie to, like, market 
to anyone yeah. really <laughs> and i was about to say it's very very cool it's a cool movie beyond anything else it's yeah uh, <laughs> it's insanely cool it's, it's very it, like cool it's, it's got very neat shots it's got very fun characters i love richard dreyfus he's just such a he's such a fun guy he's a cool he's a cool actor I've, man yeah like him and this and jaws i'm just like yeah yeah put him in everything put, put him in the movie <laughs> i can't wait to watch american graffiti oh my goodness american um, graffiti. that movie looks so there's good. a lot of like really fantastic shots really cool effects but at the same time it didn't fully work for me as much as i wanted to i just didn't i didn't feel anything from the end no. i wanted to gosh darn feel something no. from, because that final scene is so cool and i just didn't like i wanted i wanted it to like send me i wanted it to give me chills i wanted to be like feel like the cinema see like as i often do from films that go for stuff like that watching the ending of this movie like the last like 20 minutes it feels like staring into the face of god like lowercase g <laughs> you know like it's crazy <laughs> it's it's uh, it's cool but like i don't know it just didn't work for me as much as i wanted it dude to. it's got it's got short little alien guys with beady eyes but i wanted more of the tall guy that tall dude, guy and he does like the little like, that is like the coolest shot in the like maybe ever <laughs> <laughs> no, there's so many shots in this that are the coolest shots maybe ever <laughs> Um, and also prominently features Devil's Tower, which is right. a cool and I, I've been landmark. There. I've, yeah. I've climbed up those very same boulders. I said, like, rewatching it after going to visit uh, Devil's Tower, completely different. It's very, it's very <laughs> neat having been to Devil's Tower yeah. to watch this movie. It's awesome, man. Um, <laughs> and again, Ruby, you could have climbed up to the base like we. Did. I could have. You I could have been like. You could have been like Richard Dreyfus. I was cold and stiff and grumpy. It was not that cold. Climb. I didn't want to climb the rocks when we went. It was, it was pretty difficult to climb through, actually. Those big boulders, huge dude. boulders yeah. to to climb up, and you you get surprisingly high very neat very cool go to devil's tower <laughs> guaranteed cool experience you probably won't run into any aliens though <laughs> who knows like no guarantee <laughs> but yeah very 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 cool movie that i think thematically is just doing some really 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 cool stuff yeah I think um, it's top tier Spielberg, honestly. Like uh, but top five. It still just didn't work as much as I wanted to, leaving a lot of the movie to feel kind of meh. Uh, so um, I gave I gave it a four out of five. I think you'd like. I think you'd enjoy it more on a rewatch. Oh, I'm, I, I know. I, I guarantee I would. I gave yeah. it a four out of five. That's still a very good rating for it. Yeah. It just didn't work as much as I was hoping it would. Yeah, fair enough. I I gave it like a I think a three and a half when I first watched it, which is crazy to me now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a phenomenal film, man. Where? <laughs> dude like i said that that ending sequence has got to be one of the best like ever i think in a movie yeah probably <laughs> um but yeah we watched close encounters and then last night we sat down and we watched uh alien the alien. director's cut crazy yeah haven't had the, I've been meaning to watch so many movies. Like each night, I've been like, "Oh, I want to watch this movie," and then I've just either right. been too tired or been too busy. I'm so I've been I've been so like sleep deprived lately for some reason, <laughs> and I I keep wanting to watch movies before I go to bed, and I'm like, "No, I can't. I need sleep." <laughs> Uh, but yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks for, thanks for tuning in. That was what we watched this week. That's that was we Alien. That go, was Alien. Go check out Alien. Yeah, go watch uh, Alien if you haven't seen it go, yet. Go and you're old out, enough to watch Alien. Go check out Titanic. Oh, um, goodness. Again, if you're old enough to watch Titanic. <laughs> go check out Close Encounters. <laughs> yeah, go watch Close Encounters. <laughs> and, and if you feel like it, uh, go watch Little Fugitive. Yeah. 
It looks like it sounds like a cool movie. I don't know. It's very interesting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, Little that, Fugitive. Oh yeah, I meant to mention Little Fugitive oh. uh, is like a staple of like low budget films for the time. It's like one of the only movies like ever at the time it came out to be made for like a nothing budget by an extremely small crew and get a theater run and actually some like award stuff. Which is crazy. That, that's crazy no matter when you do it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, this is like the first movie to do that, to be that kind of thing. Crazy. Very cool. But yes, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Oh, go check out my YouTube channel. I'm working on a new video right now. Uh, M. Grayway Films on YouTube. Uh, link in the description, probably. <laughs>